up and welcome to the Dynasty Happy Hour with your hosts, Doug Eddy, Tim Keller, and Tyler Gunther. Bring us all inside the huddle. Whether it's in-season or off-season, this is your spot for the best and in in-depth Dynasty fantasy football advice. So let's not waste any more time and get right to it with Doug, Tim, and Tyler with another Dynasty Happy Hour. Hey everyone, welcome in to the Dynasty Happy Hour. We got a special edition. Mother's Day is this coming weekend. I'm recording on Friday, May 7th. I got a special guest for you, but before we do that, Dynasty Happy Hour is brought to you by Fantasy Points Media Group. You know what? You guys got to go on there and subscribe to their content. They got season-long DFS betting content. They got massive NFL draft prospect previews and reviews. They live stream best ball drafts. They got NFL draft guide who... Greg Council has done it, who is a legend in the industry. Analytics Power Draft Tools. About 90% of subs made fantasy playoffs last year. That's a pretty good percentage. Lots of free stuff on the site. Look for the free banner. You guys all know Scott Barrett, Grant Barfield. They produce content on the site. It's great stuff. And when you go on the fantasypoints.com slash subscribe, use code 21DHH10 and go Get that subscription. I want to bring in my guest. He's a legend in the community. Even though he's kind of newer, I mean, he's just getting some follows. I wanted to bring him on to kind of help boost him up. I don't know if you know him, but it is Mike Wright. I think the Fantasy Boat Footballers is what your podcast is called. Yeah, yeah, Fantasy Boat, whatever it was you were going to say. Fantasy Boat Ballers. Fantasy Boat Ballers. like you were going to run into. I don't know. But it's yeah, the, yeah, it's the accent. I mean, you should be used to it. You, you, you know Minnesota people. Oh, I, I know it, but like uh, the peep, the cool people just are like, "Hey, it's the ballers." That's true. It, it is definitely the ballers, and everybody. <laughs> if honestly, everybody that listens to our show probably listens to you guys. I mean, all eight of them are definitely subscribed to you. Uh, yeah, oh, that's eight good people. But uh, but first off, you bring me on the show, and then you you start hawking fantasy points with that bum Scott Barrett over there. <laughs> <laughs> I, that dude's I, a hack. I will never, ever not think about Scott Barrett and think about Matt Jones, the receiver from Jacksonville. Cause oh, was, yeah, 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 of course. Yeah, it, I mean, you could forget about that guy. I mean, he had a promising career and kind of fell off. But no matter what, Scott Barrett will always bring up the image of Matt Jones and yeah, the and, talent. But then he, he sold out. Had. Barrett sold out and put up a, a picture of himself as his avatar. I know. It's a shame. It's a, it's a crying shame. Uh, but no, Mike, we brought you on. We used to do this. I know scheduling issues the past couple of years, but we used to do this every year, bring you on and we'd go over you, Jason's Andy's dynasty league rookie draft. And yes. I heard you talking about it yesterday on the podcast. You brought up Trey Lance. We'll get to that. I found it very interesting. And I was, and I was sitting there at work thinking, you know, this Mike guy, he could be right. Like this is actually interesting. Interesting. Right. I mean, there's an accent again, but <laughs> <laughs> but but first, I want to talk one thing, Mike. You agree with me? Tater tot dish is top five best oh. f- best food dishes ever. Uh, I mean, I I definitely don't have a top five of of anything besides like cheeseburgers and burritos. Uh, but it's it's delicious, man. Like hot dish is fantastic. Uh, one of my favorite tweets over uh the quarantine or like every once in a while you just it's fun to throw like a i i call it throwing a grenade 
on Twitter and then I log off because oh, yeah. <laughs> people are going to get super mad oh, yeah. about it. But I put a picture up of my quarantine hot dish, which was just Kraft Easy Mac. And then I put tuna into it. Which oh, that's so good. Is, is super good. Yeah. But but for for like the un, uninitiated, I get that it sounds disgusting. I understand that it, it's wrong because it's so good. But man, put that pick up. People were people were losing their minds. I think uh, I think Bumblebee tuna, or wait, I don't know. One of the tunas. I don't. I I have no allegiance to, to tuna <laughs> brand. Uh, but whoever I used, I had the can in the picture, and they ended up tweeting out. It was pretty funny. Nice. Yeah. No. Seriously, tuna hot dish is amazing. It. My mom used to make homemade, and it is otherworldly. I haven't had it in probably half a decade, which is a shame on me and. I should not Truly. be allowed in the state of Minnesota after that, but no, let's get right into this. There's no really, there's really no news. Carry on got cut Atlanta, Miami destination. What, what would you feel if carry on landed in, in Atlanta or Miami? He would be interesting. Uh, Jason is, is now firmly tied to carry on John on the footballers. <laughs> yes. uh, but like the, the honest truth is behind the scenes before that happened, uh, we were, I, I remember the conversation like vividly. We were, we were all doing our scouting cause we're, we're, we're redraft focused. I mean, we, we do dynasty and stuff, but we don't, I don't know the rookies until January. I have no idea what's going on in college except for a highlight here or there. Uh, so we start scouting the running backs and I go, Jay, have you watched this guy carry on Johnson yet? Uh, and he said, no. And I'm like, okay, I didn't want to, you know, influence his thoughts, but I loved carry on, man. He, I thought he was an absolute stud. He had, he could catch. He looked like he ran through contact and I, I thought he was an excellent prospect. Jason came back and said, yeah, he's like, I, I freaking love this guy. And it was like, we, we were, so we were totally in lockstep on, uh, on carry on and what we thought his value was going to be and what he would be in the NFL. But then, of course, he was he proclaimed it louder than I did on the show. So, Carry On Johnson's failures are completely tied to Jason. Oh yeah, while, I, mean, yeah, he took I that liked over. him just as much as as Jason. I just he was his guy, and he wasn't my guy. No, I I completely agree. I kind of did that with, with DeAndre Swift last year when uh, Tim, who also liked DeAndre Swift, was like, "Hey, I I really love him," and I'm like, "You know what?" This is going to be my dude, but <laughs> uh, no, I, I agree. Carry on is interesting. My comp form coming out was like a DeMarco Murray, best case scenario. Sure. His, his running style, the upright style that he did yes. is so similar to DeMarco. Yeah. He, he's still super young. Maybe he'll land in a situation where he can get some carries and kind of revitalize his career. But Atlanta, Atlanta completely makes sense. And he would have, he'll have a, a chance. I mean, it's, Mike Davis had a great year, you know, filling in for Christian McCaffrey. But if you're talking just a pure talent level, if you can't confidently say that Mike Davis is a better player than Carryon Johnson, Carryon has not produced. Can't make excuses for that. But the dude is just—I mean—he keeps getting hurt, and yep. which is that's a knock, man. Availability is an ability in the NFL. At least they consider it to be an ability. But if he goes to Atlanta, I'll be. I'll be keeping an eye on it. Yeah, I don't know if you know, but Kyle Pitts is going to do everything for Atlanta. I don't know if you've been on Twitter, but he's going to run the ball, throw the ball, catch the ball. He's probably tight end one by now, if since we haven't been on Twitter in like people, five minutes. 
People like Kyle Pitts a lot. And I, I too, like Kyle Pitts. Oh, you're. I mean, in a, as an Atlanta fan, I knew the pick was coming. When the pick happened, I jumped up. My wife says, well, was that a good pick? And I said, yes, that is yeah. an amazing pick. So I went on, bought a jersey. Uh, actually, it's like a sweat jersey shirt type thing that they have on Fanatics. A jersey? And- Kind of, may, not a jersey. It's got a hood on the back. It's it's like oh, a okay. oh dude, I love a good hood. Yeah, I, I mean all oh, my I shirts. Yeah, all my yeah. shirts. I like hoods. But um, one of your guys, uh, Livergood Ryan, I think his name is Ryan. Yeah, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, wait, who are you? What? What? Um, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot his name. But he po- he commented on my on my post and. Um, Hold on, let me look because I got to give him credit. Um, Jeff Fair. Greenwood. There it oh, is. Oh, yeah, yeah, Jeff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Uh, one, one of the coolest dudes you guys got to follow on Twitter uh, at the Fantasy Eng. Yes, he's very funny. Yes, super funny. And uh, he mentioned about the, the Kyle Pitts shirt. And then he said something about wearing a T-shirt and being able to see the pits and like a dad joke. And I said, you know, the best part about it is this number change. Now that if he doesn't pan out, which I don't think is going to happen, I think he will pan out. If he doesn't, to people who kind of watch football, not as intently as we do, I could just be like, hey, he was a quarterback from the 1960s. And that's all I really have to say. Yeah. With the number eight now, which is, I can't, I can't wrap my head around it yet. (laughs) That's, I'm, I don't care. I've never really paid it. Like, of all the things I can memorize, and I'm fully in. Like, you know, can pull. I could. I'm pretty good at pulling random stats and things like that. Jersey numbers. Nope. Jersey numbers is not inside the wheelhouse of, uh, of things I know about. So, See, I, like, I just, I just don't put them to memory, and I. So I don't <laughs> care who's what jerseys number. It doesn't matter to me. Yeah, w- me with Madden is I was the guy. If I made a trade in Madden, I had to get their original jersey, so I'd like keep changing the number until okay. I got hit. Yeah, that that was my obsessive compulsive stuff. <laughs> oh, it's very normal. It's completely normal. I should not go see a doctor <laughs> about that. Uh, let Let's get right into this draft. I know you right. from the looks of it, you had some very very good picks, and I'm really liking I what did. you did. And uh, uh, I did. Yeah, you started. Had... So I have. I mean, my team completely fell apart a couple years ago. Uh, like I was, you know, it was, you know, I was, it was great. Cause I started this dynasty league with back-to-back appearances in the championship game. I lost them both. Uh, but then in one year, he was like, I lost Des Bryant. I lost Kareem Hunt, who got himself kicked off of the Kansas city chiefs. And like everything just started to implode. And so I last, last year, I sold and I mean, I made out like a bandit. I just, I sold at the right time. I sold, uh, or I, I, I traded away Devonta Freeman for a one and a two. Wow. I traded away Damian Williams for a one and a two. And then the pick that became the number one pick in this draft. I traded Alshon Jeffrey for a, for, for a future first that turned into the overall number one pick. That is that is what we call doing the right thing in Dynasty. I mean, yeah, you. I know you want to hang on for production, but man, if you are able to sell, like, like what you showed, Elshon Jeffrey is worth nothing. You couldn't. Oh, he's pay. on the waiver wire now. Yeah, and and you are getting the one hundred and one, and and for kind of context, this is a single quarterback league, and yeah, half uh, PPR. is it 
half PPR. Is it tight end premium or no? Nope. No, okay. it is it is single quarterback, single tight end, but uh double flex. Okay. All right. Now we're gonna start off at the one on one, like Mike mentioned that he had it thanks to Elshon Jeffrey and his services. Yes. Uh yeah. Uh go ahead, kick it off with the one on one and tell oh, everyone it's, yeah, it, it's a slam dunk. As, as long as you're not in a, a super flex and I mean I guess you tight end premium, you can throw that out there too, but it, my one-on-one is Najee Harris by a mile. It was coming into the draft. Thankfully, the draft capital held up because last year, last year my when I because I sold everything, uh, I had the one-on-one last year. And coming into the draft, uh, Jonathan Taylor was my number one guy, and then Clyde Edwards-Alaire got drafted by the Kansas City Chiefs, so I took him. Which I still have. I still believe in Clyde, but I, oh, that's me too. A, that's already a massive L when you compare. Uh, yeah. what it looks like of Clyde versus Johnny Taylor. So thankfully, the dude I wanted to be my number one pick got drafted. He was the first running back back off the board. Goes to a place where he will immediately be a three-down running back. You know how, I mean, if you've seen the phone call with, uh, or at least the clip of Mike Tomlin calling up Najee, it's, so it's, it's him during in the war room. And he calls, he's like, Najee, it's like, you, man, you know who this is. <laughs> so clearly, clearly Pittsburgh was telling Najee, if you're on, if you're here at pick 24, yeah. we're going to take you. So I'm very, very excited for, for Najee. I think he is. I think he's the most well-rounded running back. He's not as fast as Travis Etienne. That's fine. His, his hands aren't as good as Etienne, but his hands are still excellent. And his body control for a, a 230 pound juggernaut. Like Najee, I think, is going to absolutely wreck people, and I'm not overrating the the offensive line. It is a I don't I, I'm not hiding that the Pittsburgh Steelers offensive line needs to be rebuilt. They they made a couple selections this year. Uh, you got Fryermuth in the second, who will be he'll be able to block, even though he's a tight end. Then they took a a guard or something in the third. I mean, they're they're they are working on it, and it is not having a great offensive line. It, or I have to say, having a bad offensive line does not necessarily designate that you're going to have a terrible fantasy running back. The volume is going to be incredible for Najee. And it was, I think Jake Seeley tweeted out that uh, uh, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, you know, when, it, when it came to yards before contact, you know, so which that's a pretty good metric to say, okay, how well is the offensive line holding up? The yards before contact, they were near the bottom. And Leonard Fournette, we know that Fournette and and, yeah. and Rojo both had productive years for fantasy football. Meanwhile, Arizona, yards before contact, they were one of the better teams in the league. Not that Arizona has the best offensive line, but in this metric, they were very successful. But Kenyon Drake was was very average. Yeah, you know, almost I think he was good. A, he was a <laughs> yes, almost, almost. On, he was he did everything he could to be ungood. That's true. Uh, but like his yards per carry were like four, and meanwhile the guys in Tampa Bay were or like four point seven or, or something like that. I don't remember the exact stat, but it was just simply pointing out: don't freak out about the offensive line. If you think Etienne is better, fine, take him. He's going to be great in Jacksonville. But if you think Najee is better, you should take him over Travis Etienne and, and worry about the offensive line later. No, I completely agree. And if you're worried about Najee Harris's line. Travis Etienne's line in Jacksonville isn't great either. I mean, it's not it's not bad, but it's not great. Lines can also change in an instant. All they have yes. to do is scramble it up. Look at Chicago Bears. Their line was complete trash at the beginning of the year. 
they figured it out. They moved some people around, and then towards the end of the year, you saw David Montgomery eat. Like, and right. if you yeah, think David, absolutely. yeah, if you think David Montgomery's good, imagine Najee Harris, who's an ultra talent, just destroy people. And and he's so fun to root for. You watch his clips. Yes. He's, oh, it's yeah. He's a great. He a human. very very likable person. Yes. So yeah, See, I mean, he's a good dude. I mean, like, and he, like all the. This is that's just like icing on the cake. Oh yeah, before. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna draft a running back who I think is bad just because of their off the field like positivity. But driving to cheer on your teammates, he was already, he's already helping out. Like the, one of the first things he did in in college was was trying to help out the 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 homeless community. And he's I mean he's already like Phil uh, what is it philanthropic? I hope I said the word right. But like he's a good human being. So he's a stud on the field. He's a stud off the field. I'm I'm super excited. He's yeah. on my dynasty squad. I mean, ne- never ask me about a word that, that that's big. Like maybe <laughs> maybe a smaller word, maybe like a two syllable type one. That gotcha. that'd be more on my wheelhouse. Uh, we will go to pick one hundred two. Uh, the aforementioned Travis Etienne going to Shroot Bucks at one hundred two, and then look, look who's up again. It is Mike yep. at one hundred three, and, and now he this takes... one is my pick. This yeah. this one I earned by being bad. <laughs> and you know what? He's one of my favorite players coming out. If we had a draft last year, he would have been my one-on-one receiver. Um, okay. Right next to his teammate, actually. And uh, I'll let you talk about the pick. So I ended up going with Jamar Chase. Not that the suspense can really be built. <laughs> we all know who the wide receiver is. But this was bizarre. Uh, I did not think that the 102 was going to take etn i in my i i had mentally prepared i'm going to have to make the decision between kyle pitts who can turn into a legendary tight end he won't really help my team this year all the people out there look i will absolutely i'll take that l if 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 pitts is great this year for fantasy football i'll take that l but i am betting on all of history okay yeah that that a rookie tight end will he'll be he'll be fine like but i mean even evan engram had an outrageously good rookie season he was like the tight end five and the tight end five is not a difference maker to your fantasy team so now i'm tilted of like oh my gosh do i take kyle pitts or do i go jamar chase it just it threw me off for a little bit but i ended up going with jamar and then kyle pitts went off the board with the next pick and i talked to the 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 fantasy manager uh, it's it's uh, Al Borland, Jeremy, who works in our office. I was like, "Hey, are you are you excited that I essentially I gave you Pitts? You know, I mean, I I didn't really give him Kyle Pitts, but he, you know, he's the next pick in your like, mind. Yeah, you you got to yeah, think yeah. that I do it all the time. Like, hey, here you go, you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> and he's like, I think I'm happy. Yeah, <laughs> and that was exactly the the thought process I had, where it was, I think I'm happy to take Pitts here, uh, but. I didn't have to make that decision, so I I took Chase and and Kyle Pitts went next. No, honestly, Chase with Burrow is what makes a difference to me. The connection, whenever Burrow is in trouble, like say their line gets better but not much better, whenever Burrow's in trouble, there's one person he's going to look to, and it's the person he had success with in college. In my opinion, Chase could be a 120 target type player year one, just because they're going to have to throw. Their defense isn't great. They're going to be throwing a lot, and Chase is going to step into that wide receiver one role, and and dominate. And it's all chemistry, and you, and that's something you can't you can't really 
put against them is because other rookies coming into their teams, like I get Tua with Waddle, but you know what? Waddle said he liked Mac Jones better, so that's going to be an issue. <laughs> uh, Devonta Smith yeah. and and Jalen Hurts, like they worked together, but years ago. So right. in my opinion, Chase and Burrow have this instant connection and instant impact that sure. I, is going to be insane to me. And Chase is so good. Yeah, he 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 checks the ball. I mean, elite athlete, elite production, uh, elite breakout age, early declare. I mean, he, every, all of the things that if you're a, a data scout, he checks every single one of the boxes. Draft capital, I mean, everything is there for Jamar Chase. Of course, he can bust, but... I took the chance on uh, Jamar Chase turning into like a Julio Jones archetype wide receiver over the chance that Kyle Pitts becomes Darren Waller or Kelsey. Yeah. My comp for Jamar Chase is if you've ever watched Justin Blackman in college, a dominating receiver. Right. He, he mentally. You probably shouldn't comp anybody to Justin Blackman. Though. I, I get that. <laughs> but I, I, I get that. But like size wise and play style wise, they're very similar. The only reason why Blackman didn't pan out is because of himself. He defeated himself. And in my opinion, it was a lot oh, of. He 100% he did. Yeah, because he was so good when he was on the field and actually in shape. So <laughs> there's that. Uh, no, next pick, like you said, Kyle Pitts. Uh, I have so many shares of pits. I'm excited for him. I like the the episode you had of the footballers on Thursday when you talked about how the best tight end year was Evan Ingram. And it, it shouldn't be an issue for Pitts to to get there, but like you said, it's still not that upper echelon type tenant. Like you need a thousand yards and eight touchdowns to to be that upper right. tier tight end this year. And hey, if Julio leaves, there's yeah, maybe. there's a possibility, but uh, please, Julio, don't leave. Um, the next pick at 105 was Devonta Smith. I like this pick. I think he's more of a Justin Jefferson type feel to him. Very underrated. Uh, you know, people think he can only run in the slot, but you know what? He dominated. He's a Heisman winner. We never seen a season like that from a wide right. receiver in college. He's just he's almost too good to to doubt. What are your feelings on Devonta Smith and the whole entire like size him. thing? I mean, it's it's a it's a, I think it is, I think it's a fair argument. I know that like uh, JJ has pointed out that it just BMI just it doesn't matter as much for wide receivers, but this is a this is an extreme extreme BMI situation where that he he what they calling him Slim Reaper yeah for a reason because he's a skeleton out there you know like it sounds like a xylophone when he's running you know but. I and and personally, like the the, the actually the film, I liked Devonte Smith more than Jamar. Oh, me me too. But, the the route but running there's is just, insane. But but all of the the yeah he that's the type of receiver I prefer. But all the other boxes for Jamar. That's why I went. I chose him over uh, over Smith. But so it, it, to peel back curtain for the draft, I'm at the one. I was also at the 107. So I mean, I had three firsts in this draft, and thankfully they were early enough that. Things things get gross real fast in this year's yes. rookies, uh, but I was trying to trade a a third rounder and move my 107 up to 105, and I was going to take Javante uh, because my team desperately needs running back help. So I had I had already mentally made the choice. I think that Javante is going to fall to me at 107, but 
but I'm going to try and ensure it, and I'm going to trade up a third-round pick. Unfortunately, that didn't happen. Devontae Smith went 105, and then Javante went 106. So that's that's was the uh, the launching point for what turned into my the most I have ever tilted in making a rookie pick. I ended up, like I said on the podcast, I ended up taking Trey Lance at 107 because just to lay out, because look, there's still really good positional players left. I love, uh, 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 I love Terrace Marshall. I love Rondale Moore. I love that Rondale Moore's on my Arizona Cardinals. Such a good uh, pick. The lollipop I have, field on Arizona is going to be great. Yes, we're we're going to dominate. <laughs> uh, but my here's my quarterback situation: Kirk Cousins, Jameis Winston, Daniel Jones, and I, I think I have Drew Locke too. But Ooh, essentially, I mean that yeah, that changes everything. Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. It's my I have absolutely I have passable quarterback plays. Now I'm not taking zeros with Kirk or Daniel Jones on a weekly basis. I but I have. I'm in trouble. If Jameis Winston doesn't get the, the Saints job, I'm in trouble. So yeah. I made the decision. I believe in these quarterbacks more, more so than the positional players. So I'm just going to take one. And the entire draft process, Justin Fields was my dude. I am like Justin Fields is, I think he has, I think he has the best chance of pro success of all the quarterbacks. And that's saying a lot. Because I think he has more, or I think he has a higher probability than Trevor Lawrence of being a successful pro. But this is fantasy football, so I start running through all the things. And and Trey Lance was the one I was absolutely the lowest on. I am like super concerned that he will hit as as a pro. But once I start factoring everything in, the weapons in San Francisco, Kyle Shanahan's success with fantasy quarterbacks, Trey Lance is eleven hundred yard rusher. Uh, I think it was. Uh, Friedman, I think Matt Friedman tweeted out um, that in the, the kind of in the history of the draft, we've seen three true dual threat twenty one year old quarterbacks, and that list was Vic, uh, Trey Lance, and shoot the third, uh, uh, oh and Lamar, and Lamar say, Jackson, yeah Lamar. So I'm like that. I mean that's a hot stat. To he's so young. He's built like a tank, and you need those rushing yards. So I decided, even though I wish I could, like, we're in, we're in audio, so I can't, but I wish I could draw, like, a graph where uh, odds of success for Trey Lance, in my opinion, much, much lower than someone like Justin Fields. But uh, if he hits, the odds of him being an elite, difference-making top five fantasy quarterback much higher than everybody else just given his situation. So I said, screw it. After an hour of going back and forth with Jason, of Jason was trying to trade up for my pick, and I just, I was tilted out of control, man. I'm just, I'm in the, I'm, I'm in my backyard on my iPad, weighing everything in. Like, do I take Justin Fields here? I started thinking about, I got to the point of, I'm thinking about weather. You know, like, <laughs> okay, this dude's, this dude's in Chicago. Yes. When it comes to December, he's going to be playing in the muck. This this other guy is in San Francisco. It's all it's gonna be great weather. Like that those that's how deep the tilt hole turned into for I love, me. I love it. <laughs> I, I, that is totally me. I was talking to Izzy from Dynasty Trade Calculator. We're in the middle of a rookie draft, and we've been talking deals after deals. I had Deshaun Watson, and I actually swapped Fields and Watson, 
and uh, move back wow. in the draft a little bit. And it's it's because I believe in Fields. I just I just feel no, like no, no. I'm saying wow, like that's someone is. Do I did Izzy take Watson? Yes, but I also I, mean, ga- I gave up uh a like I I gave up Jamar Chase and I slid back in the draft Ooh. as well. Okay, so he got an upgrade at receiver as well, and it's mainly because I think Fields. He just has that aura to him that he's not going to yes. fail. Like he just seems like yes. he's going to hit. And I know this is crazy, but I feel like like quarterbacks that have commercials so soon, just like when they get popularity, kind of like Baker and like the bigger name quarterbacks, they don't fail. Like it, to me, it seems like that's almost like a nail in the coffin. Like okay, they got to succeed at some point. You didn't see Trubisky with a commercial. <laughs> you never no, saw cause that because everyone but Chicago knew that he sucked. Yes, and I I completely agree. And and Fields to Which, me, that's that's a good life lesson, man. Yes, there's at least one person out there who thinks you don't suck. I mean, like, for everyone, everyone out there, if you're, if you're struggling, maybe two, find, maybe find your Chicago Bears. Maybe your parents love you too. We're not sure, but it was maybe def- maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> no, no, I agree. And and I was telling Izzy that I get so deep into thinking about trades and thinking about picks that I'm with you. I'm thinking about where they're playing, who's their weapons, who could be their coach in three years. And it just gets full. Like this hole gets yes. bigger and bigger. And I just keep thinking of that. And I, I love hearing that I'm not the only crazy person oh. other than my OCD for I Jersey was in a numbers. Dark place. I was <laughs> in a dark place and uh, and Jason had the 108. So, I mean, he's right behind me. He's offering me a bunch of thirds just to flip down. And I didn't think Jason was going to take Lance, but I know that he also was agreeing with me that Trey Lance, if he took a quarterback, I think he would have taken Trey. So it just it got to the point of, number one, I had to get out of this hole. I had to end this tilt session. I was just spiral, spiraling out of control. And then I said, I made the you know the hypothetical, if I trade back and Jason takes Trey Lance and then I end up with Justin Fields at the 108 and those extra third round picks, is that would I be okay with that? And the answer was no. So I just took Trey Lance. No, I, I really like it. And I was talking on the podcast. Uh, I don't know if it was on the podcast or before, but I was thinking to myself and I said, Shanahan didn't want Robert Griffin. He he wanted a, right. a pocket passer. And he mustered, like, he just put together an offense for him. But he wanted Trey Lance. They've known this for months. So think of the play, like, the plays that he's going through yes. right now and making up for Trey Lance. Shanahan is easily one of the best play callers in the league. He's going to help Trey Lance succeed, even when he's progressing and getting better himself as a player. Shanahan's not going to allow him to not be good in that aspect like he's gonna he's gonna make sure he succeeds which i think raises his floor up more than people think he's got a the highest ceiling but yeah i think his floor is higher than people think just because of kyle shanahan and brand Ayuk is a future stud well yeah Ayuk and i mean you some of these plays you just have to throw the ball two yards down the field this 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 isn't you. Everything is you're a pocket passer. You got to have pinpoint accuracy throwing outside the lines. No, that that won't be the game plan. It'll be all these nice short throws. Every once in a while, a deep shot to George Kittle, and then also running. Yeah, we we saw what an accurate passer does in that offense, and you know what, Jimmy G was not great in that offense. So maybe Trey Lance could be better. Uh, we'll go right to Jason's pick at 108. 
he picked another Trey. Yep. And in Trey Sermon, you guys talked about that pick on Thursday's show. And the reason uh, also... I'm I'm very happy you traded Devonte Adams. If you haven't listened to the show on Thursday, <laughs> uh, that's the reason why he was gone. So uh, he finally made the trade. So he should be back next week. I'm, I'm guessing. Yes. Okay. Yes, he should be back. All right, but yeah, he took Trey Sermon. I, I Trey Sermon was my this year's Zach Moss. I was kind of hands off. I didn't really believe in Trey Sermon when I saw okay. tape. I laughed. I'm like, okay. I mean, he's not fast at all. He's got a little shiftiness. He's got some power, but he likes to avoid it. I just didn't see it, in my opinion. I liked Gainwell and Michael Carter a ton better. Uh, I, I'm probably but wrong. But the NFL didn't. I, that's so true. And the NFL definitely speaks. That's when you got to adjust. Yep. So, yeah, Sermon is actually my RB4 now just because 49ers. Any, like we all, yep. We've seen it. Shanahan system, anyone can succeed. We've seen it a ton of time. So right. let's, not, let's not get... Silly and overthink it. Yeah. Sermon's RB3. Um, next pick, Bob at 109 and 110. He is back to back. Trevor Lawrence, Jalen Waddell. Solid picks. Uh, Jalen Waddell. Yeah, I think it's the picks he had to make. Yes. And like Waddell is fine. I just fear for those smaller speed guys. We've seen it time and time again. Waddell's a little different, though. And he's got a little more run after the catchability than, than Henry Ruggs did, did, I think. And Trevor Lawrence is so safe. Uh, 111, Rashad Bateman. I like him a lot. I see a lot of uh, a Devontae Adams style uh, more. I don't know what it is about him. He's my wide receiver three in this class above Waddle. I don't mind the landing wow. spot. I see a lot of targets coming his way. I know Lamar doesn't That's like wrong. Him. I mean, you're wrong. There's no targets going for anybody. I know. Uh, Mark Andrews is going to be healthy, so that kind of doesn't help. Um, Dobbins doesn't get targets because Thomas won't get targets. Yeah, no, no one gets targets nobody there I, are none there are no targets to go around i i do really like rashad bateman and i hope to god that i they, like the player a lot yeah yes and i i mean seeing him up here in minnesota year after year just dominate and i was shocked by the size but that just kind of made me made me realize maybe he's more of a technician than we think and uh, hopefully he succeeds yes it the offense is the only thing that can hold him back and at 112 Rondon Moore, uh, I'll actually pass it to you because that's your team, Rondon Moore, and your feelings about the the mini giant. I was super excited when we made the pick. Uh, I didn't know if he, I don't know. I was like, I have the one of seven. Am I going to go Homer? I mean, because like I had the draft that not even started. Do I? But you're just mentally trying to slot guys in. Do you go with the Homer pick and take Rondale Moore right there? And uh, I clearly I chose not to. I I think Rondale is going to be a much better NFL player than fantasy player. Uh, look, cause he, what is it? the ceiling for Rondale Moore is not it is not and will never be being the number one wide receiver. Oh, I agree. Yeah, on the Arizona Cardinals. So that's our that's a huge hit right there. Where you can, I mean, you can make projections. Where Rashad Bateman can he be the number one for the Ravens? Yes, he can. Terrace Marshall can he be the number one? For the Panthers, yes, I think he can. Can Rondale Moore be the number one? No, no, he cannot. So, uh, elite, elite level athlete, going to be incredibly fun to watch. I, I do know that the like the air raid system can really benefit a slot wide receiver. So maybe there there is a path for fantasy uh, fantasy value for Rondale Moore. 
I think it's just it it's going to be difficult to get there. And uh, R.I.P. Christian Kirk. I'm yes, sorry. And <laughs> I'm I was so sorry, man. I was going to say that I think he's going to be what we wanted Christian Kirk to be. And, yes, and that's my opinion. I I, th- I don't like comparing to players, but I'm not going to compare it to Tyreek Hill. But if he's even sixty percent of what Tyreek Hill can do in that offense, you're going to be happy about that pick. And he's going to be explosive. They're going to get him around the field. I think Cliff is going to have a lot of fun with him. Yep. Next, we'll go into the second round. But first, I want to tell you about a new sponsor we have. And that is... Oh, new sponsor. New sponsor. It is League Tycoon. Now... Oh. Yes. Like Zoo Tycoon? Kind of. That's a... a, Or Roller Coaster Tycoon. I think it's made by the same company. (laughs) Probably. It has to be. They, They just own... They own the word Tycoon. I I mean, yeah. I mean, if you... Trademark. I'd be the biggest hardcore and just slap on the table trademark if anyone had one using the word tycoon. Yeah. Oh, uh, You cannot say the word tycoon. <laughs> I can't even say it right now. That's why I'm struggling to say it because I know I'm each time I say it, 20 bucks here. So tell me about League Tycoon. Uh, yeah, a lot of people want to upgrade their redraft league to a salary cap dynasty league. But you know what? There's a lot of friction in that process. You know, you got to get your league mates to want to. You got to kind of drag them away from all the big, big players like Sleeper, Yahoo, and ESPN. Uh, and the commission has to manually kind of coordinate operations. Well, you know what? The goal at League Tycoon is the commission never has to do that manually. Their philosophy is creating the, that has always been the commission just creates a league. Well, this makes it easier for the commission. It, it, it's kind of automated. Uh, league mates can go to their contract screen and sign and manage their own personally. The software automatically handles when a player is eligible for extensions, all roster management on screen rollover is automated. So salary increases, extensions and all that. And and the same goes for every other aspect in this type of league practice squad trades, free agent, blind bidding, rookie draft. Everything is tied together and handled automatically. It is a mobile app and it's one of the better mobile apps for a, fantasy league and there's a lot of issues for dynasty sites and it's a little rough for the user experience well you know what this app is not the commission has to be a full educator they try to get the players as well to know the app and to know the league and where everything is i know mfl it's one of my favorite leagues to play on they have a very extent kind of menu theme where i have a lot of people coming to me like hey where's this how do i get to this how do i get to this well, you know what? League Tycoon makes that easy for you. And we think that salary cap and contract leagues are the most fun and engaging format. And they're going to make it simple for everyone. So you guys go check out League Tycoon today and start a salary cap auction league. They're they're really fun to get into if you haven't tried it. Here you go. Here's your chance to try it out on League Tycoon today. And build roller coasters. Yes. I'm sure they have an extension for the app Roller Coaster Tycoon. All right, let's get back into that second round. First pick in the second round, Michael Carter running back. I really like him. I think he fits this running scheme. He's a little smaller. I mean, he'd be perfect on Arizona. I (laughs) Look, I don't get it. Uh, Like, Michael Carter is shifty. My comp for him was Devin Singletary, which Devin Singletary is a, a fine NFL player, but he is not a difference maker for fantasy football. 
He was not a difference maker for the Buffalo Bills. Clearly, as they said, we need another third-round running back. Yes. Michael Carter, I know it's the top of the fourth, whatever. Say what you want. Like, oh, it's almost a third. It's, it's still, still a day yeah, three it's pick. It's still a fourth. Yes, I agree on that. It's still a fourth. It's it's still a day three pick. And I don't like I know Andy's super excited for Michael Carter. The Jets were one of the, the landing spots that if a running back it had gone, it, there's immediate volume because there's the, the backfield is is not really established, but you have I mean Coleman is there. Uh, LaMichael P. Ryan, who had, was P. Ryan a fourth rounder? He was a fourth round too. And I think it was an earlier fourth round pick. So I just, I, to me, Michael Carter has the chance, but Michael Carter to me is not walking into a starting job from day one. He maybe he takes it and then he will see a good amount of volume, but I think people are losing their minds for, a fourth round running back when we know we know the probability of a fourth round running back hitting like hey Devonta I, Freeman did it <laughs> yeah it's not it's, it's, it's not it's, impossible yeah, I, I agree and Jordan Howard sort of did it too I mean yeah. he, he I, I would Jordan Howard definitely did it he had enough time of a fantasy value to hit but like for example Michael Carter 201 here and Terrace Marshall ended up being the next pick and like Terrace Marshall would have easily been the pick had that been me at the 201. And just to compare, Michael Carter, fourth-round pick for the New York Jets, first pick in our second round. Last year, we we do a three-round rookie, so all three rounds went. I got LaMichael Pirine off of the waiver wire Yeah, at the end of the draft. And it's like, ah, uh, so I'm just, I'm blown away at the, at people's enthusiasm for Michael Carter. So... I'm actually with you. I've actually bought a lot of LaMichael Pirine, despite the rumors of him being maybe the odd man out. I actually think that's Coleman. I like LaMichael Pirine. I think he's a very good running back. COVID hit him, and I think that probably affected his play last year. Michael Carter, to me, that pick screamed compliment back. A third down style back for LaMichael Pirine doing the one and two down roll. I I love snagging up Pirine as a throw, and I actually did it in the UDPL nice. uh, he's he's very underrated in my opinion and yeah like you said fourth fourth round running back last year and you got him off the waivers running backs like like Carter they they very rarely pan out you know a 200 pound guy 58 right like I yeah small not yes. athletic he is shifty I, I mean I'm not going to take that away from him but there's if you're looking at the the data boxes, many of them are unchecked for Michael Carter. Yeah, my my comp was a, a Giovanni Bernard type runner, except I think Gio had a little more wiggle to him and probably a little okay. more burst. So and and Gio had trouble being a full time productive guy. So yeah, and I, he was a second round. Pick. Yes, he was definitely a second round pick. Uh, at two o two, Terrace Marshall, you mentioned him. I and I cried. I cried. <laughs> I had the two hundred three. I had the two hundred three, and I figured. I, I really thought that the team at the two hundred two was going to take Justin Fields because they, you know, they they need a quarter, not like desperately, but they needed a quarterback. So in my head, it was sweet. I'm going to get Terrace Marshall. I love him. Uh, I think the landing spot is absolutely fantastic to go to the Carolina Panthers. Who knows if Robbie is on the team next yep. year? Uh, it just and Terrace Marshall, like I said the opportunity for him to come in and eventually be the number one guy, it exists, uh, unlike Rondale Moore. So I I cried a couple tears, 
And then I was looking, and but then I'm on at uh, I'm up next at the 203, and flashback to remember me explaining my full uh, hole of darkness yeah, that the, I was living the in. The 107 I, pick, the the nightmare pick for you, where I ended up taking Trey Lance over Justin Fields. Lo and behold, who was on the on the board here for me? And you you heard my quarterbacks that I listed, and I said, you know what, I'm not gonna. I'm not going to take a flyer chance on one of these positional players. And, and people are at home are screaming, Elijah Moore. Elijah Moore would have been my pick if I had not done it. But I took Justin Fields, and I felt freaking fantastic that I'm leaving this draft with with uh, Najee, Jamar Chase, who I think are locked-in studs. Yep. And now be- between Trey Lance and Justin Fields... You've got a stud. My odds, <laughs> my odds of hitting on a top 10... Dynasty quarterback, I think, are tremendous. So it was look, this is not something I would even normally consider in a rookie draft taking two quarterbacks, but the players, the archetype of these players, their ability to run uh, was was too much for me to pass up. So I'm loaded up now with with a whole bunch of quarterbacks. I love I love it. League. I love it because in single quarterback league, especially in dynasty. If you have a top, I would say top seven to eight stud, a guy that just produces week after week, those guys can actually fetch tremendous value, especially if you yes. have two. Like say Trey Lance and Fields both hit. You have Correct. you have the option to trade them for multiple first, probably like maybe next year's first in the future. Just because when you have that quarterback for 10 to 12 years, you don't have to worry about it. And it's one of the best feelings in Dynasty. It's it's a feeling I actually chased in a Dynasty, and I could never get it until I finally got Dak. And like, nice. just having that one quarterback that you can just put in your starting lineup week after week is the best feeling. So I love it. I think, I mean, three out of the five first-round quarterbacks are going to hit. That If we go back, to stats and what the past has shown us. So, I mean, you've got two flyers in that, and if both of them are part of that three out of five, you won the lottery. Yeah, big return. All right, next pick, like you said, Elijah Moore. I love him. I am way higher on him than most. Uh, I'd actually have him over Terrace Marshall. I know he's not going to be a stud. I see see a Jarvis Landry-type player in him. And, And I just... I mean, when you train with DK Metcalf and AJ Brown, you've got to know an extra something that somebody else doesn't. Uh, maybe it's sure. an extra five to twenty pounds in the weight room, or it's an extra route that nobody knows about. It, I mean, that the bloodline in that Ole Miss system is hard to yep, deny for strong. me. Yeah. Uh, next pick is you again at two hundred five, Mike. I got to say, not a fan. <laughs> oh, I'm look. I'm not a fan either, and I traded up. I traded up to do this. I think I had the 207, and I, w- I was trying desperately to move that 207 up to get Elijah Moore, uh, but the uh, the person who at 204, they really wanted Justin Fields, so I think, there were, I think he was Hold, upset yeah. with me. Holding out, yeah. <laughs> that I took Fields, because uh, he was expecting Fields to drop to him. Uh, but so I had the 207. I had, an, I had a third-round burner that... I need. I basically needed to get rid of t- for my uh, for my roster. Like I didn't have spots f- for this for yeah. that third round rookie, so I used it. I traded up, and if the two hundred five 
I took everyone's least favorite pick in the in like the whole first hey, round, except it's, Nate Burleson. Nate Burleson loves this guy. Oh, he did. I was well unanimously. <laughs> People do not like Kadarius Tony, and guess what? I am in that group. I had thought that the, that was not the right pick. The New York Giants should have taken Rondale Moore, but look, Dave Gettleman is a stubborn man. With, if we know anything about him, he is he's a curmudgeon, he's stubborn, and he drafted Kadarius Tony in the first round. Kadarius Tony is going to get every opportunity that he can to become an NFL wide receiver, someone that helps the team. Can he turn into fantasy value? Very, very low odds. I totally understand that. But he's still a first round draft capital pick. He's gonna get the he's gonna get many chances these first rounders get more chances than anybody else to, so the the gm can prove themselves to be correct so i i took tony as <laughs> over everybody else while like it's just it's so funny how that happens of bateman rondale carter terrace marshall these are elijah moore none of these guys are first round picks Kadarius tony is and we all hate him and we all blew I- the pick it's, but it's, I took the shot. It's funny you say that because in the league I'm in with Izzy, I traded up, and then I looked around. I, I did I did a trade up before I even saw what was on the board. I thought I knew Foolish. who was on. I know it was it was a rookie mistake, and I took Tony, and I at, it was at two ten in a super flex, and I sat there. I'm like, okay, first, and I tried talking myself into feeling better about it, and I'm sitting there, like, okay, first round pick, he he should get some play, and then I watched some more tape on him. And then I'm just like, oh, I'm just I I can't I couldn't really reel myself in. He's very fast. Yeah, he's very fast. I think he's got some shiftiness to him. He's got pretty good hands, used in in many different ways in that offense. And like you said, it's a first round pick. And I mean, if you hear from the senior, I think he's at the Senior Bowl. I mean, he was burning people. It was that him or Mark? Oh, that I did not know. I didn't know about that. That would have made me more excited. I know. I, 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 yeah. Senior Bowl stuff does translate. I know a later pick that one of the players was was burning people, but I swear, I think it was Tony was just un uncoverable. So that that's always and, a plus. And injuries are his, was his biggest issue. He's a very highly touted guy coming out of high school, and that is also something that that makes a difference in this type of run. Like Stefan Diggs, five star guy, went to Maryland. Kind of died on that offense, but he he did it to stay home in Maryland. And Diggs became a good player because the talent is undeniable. So I, yeah, but I'm, Tony, I mean, a four-year player, which is you don't want that for a wide receiver. Really, only has one year of production. So, I, I, like I said, it's not my favorite pick. But and just to to kind of put a, a bow on it, I trade up to take a first-round wide receiver, and the the team who uh, is next took Kenneth Gainwell and they breathed a sigh of relief that I took Tony. They thought I was trading up for Gainwell. So let that sink in uh, a, a late I traded up, round, yeah, fifth round, actually a fifth round. Yeah. I traded up for a first round wide receiver and the team behind me was super excited that I did not snatch up their fifth round running back. That's that, <laughs> that's that. how people feel about Kadarius Tony. Yes. And, and I mean, Gainwell's fine. That's the next pick. Like you said, Great pass catcher, one of the best pass pass catching running backs I've yes. actually watched film on. He's he's great. Yes. I I love the player. He's just too small. Yes, and, and maybe they find a role for him. I mean, Miles Sanders yet to be seen. I think it hurts. I I think the the pick of Gamewell really hurt. Yeah, hurts Miles Sanders. They they 
they didn't want to rely on him as the pass catcher anymore. Like they want a, I know it's different regime and stuff, but uh, just using an Eagles player, they want they want Darren Sproles. They want someone who they can rely on in the passing game. And it's it was not Miles Sanders. And Miles Sanders is going to turn into a two down running back. Like I'm out. I'm O U T on Miles. I hear that. I mean, maybe they see Gainwell as that Naheem Hines type player, like that we saw with the Colt system, which is where he came right. from. Which is which is fine. I mean, Naheem Naheem Hines is a great fill in running back for week by weeks, but yeah, I mean, you got to worry a little bit about Sanders. Uh, the next pick, two hundred seven, isn't that the pick that you had at two hundred seven? Yeah, it was. Yeah, yeah. So I moved up from the two hundred seven to the two hundred five. Yeah, and right. also in the perspective, Dwayne Eskridge, a twenty four year old second round pick receiver. This is this is a uh, uh, Seattle Seahawks homer. Okay, that that makes sense. I mean, in my opinion, so, if you're gonna play fantasy, have fun with it. Get a team that you like. So I don't mind that at all then. And the next pick at 208, the guy who lost that on Justin Fields, I think that's uh, Owl. Is that? Yes, yes. it is. Uh, really funny guy on Twitter. You guys should follow him. Uh, and and also in the in the podcast, how you guys kind of poke fun on spitballers and how he kind of Great dude. nudges. Yeah, awesome. Zach Wilson. But he traded. Uh, he traded um, I don't remember if he moved up, but I know it took a future second. Okay. To get back into the second round. His quarterback situation must be not good. It's really bad. Yeah. <laughs> it was worse than mine. Man, that Fields pick so that, really it was, was a dagger. It's worse than mine. So imagine a quarterback situation worse than mine, and he's just his eyes are getting bigger and bigger as he sees Justin Fields falling. And then I was like, nope, I'm taking two quarterbacks. Uh, the, those type of picks is the <laughs> picks that when you know you've wronged somebody a little bit, you got to look over your shoulder for at least six yeah. months. <laughs> oh, he was he was not happy with me, justifiably. But he was unhappy. I, I Zach Wilson to me is a very polarizing player. He's either going to be good or he's not going to be good. I don't think he's going to be anywhere in the middle. Uh, I mean, my comp for him was Baker. I see a lot of Baker in his play style. Um, except it was second year Baker in the panicking that he did under pressure. I I just am not a fan. I know Tim uh, the. Co- other co-host on Dynasty App AR. He is a huge fan of Zach Wilson, so he's very polarizing. Um, but we will get back to the picks at 209. Ramadre Stevenson, you're either getting a guy that could be healthy Eddie Lacy or unhealthy Eddie Lacy in this type of guy. It, That's a fair comp. The talent's there. He's not going to be a pass catcher, even though I think he's got some ability. But, man, that is a definite home run swing there. 210. 210. One of my favorite players in this draft. Okay. I love Amon Ross St. Brown. And in this offense, I, I just think Dan Campbell is going to love Amon Ra's mentality. And, and Amon Ra is a dog. He's a guy that loves football. He, he's almost angry when he's on the field. And if you're by him, he's going to try to bully you around. He's got the right size. He's around six foot, around 195. He's a great size. And he's a fantastic route runner. Ran a 4-5 at his pro day, which isn't great. But you know what? When you're as good as a route runner as him, you're going to get separation. I love Amon Ross St. Brown. I'd actually have him ahead of Tony. And That's I, fine. Yeah. I'm, I mean, no, I mean yeah. nobody's really shocked by that because, like you said, everybody hates yeah. Kadarius Tony. <laughs> yeah. And this next pick is interesting to me, and that 211 is Nico. They see, now I love this next pick. Ne- yeah, the 211 yeah. was Nico Collins. And I really, really liked Nico Collins. My high-end comp was a Mike Evans type of a wow. player. 
and and he goes like what is what's that depth chart like that team is blowing everything up it you think brandon cooks is still gonna be on that roster next year maybe even put, this year i would not be shocked <laughs> like yeah who knows who knows what they're gonna do and I thought the film was good enough. I thought the and the the archetype is there. He has the size to be a number one wide receiver. So Nico Collins is, uh, this is kind of where he's slotted. I you know the two ten to the three hundred two about uh, in most rookie drafts. But I love it, man. I really like the taking the chance on him at the back of the second. Yeah, and like you said, he's a third round receiver. I really like the third round receivers in this draft class. Uh, I don't know if. The one I have been targeting uh, has been picked in your draft, but uh, I'll get to him if he hasn't been. Uh, Nico Collins, yeah, I don't mind it. It's just next year is probably when you're going to see him shine because the quarterback situation should be better next year. Uh, next pick, 212. I like this pick, Mario Rogers, but we got to see what happens with that Green Bay mm-hmm. offense. Is it Jordan Love? Who? Yeah. I mean, if it is Jordan Love, the Packers are already looking for another quarterback that's how much they don't want Jordan Love as their starter this year. And that Man, they screwed the yes. pooch. That pick. Idiots. Yeah, that pick altogether, just wrong move. Idiots. Uh it's it's as a Minnesota fan, it's fun to see. Yeah. May, maybe for once they won't have a quarterback for the next twenty years. All right. At three oh one, we have Jason getting his quarterback in Mac Jones. Uh, or what is it, McCorkle? Yes. God. Yeah, McCorkle. Uh, it, I think that this is a great pick. Yeah. You're, you're into the third round. It's things are already at the. I mean, we're talking these players up because you got to be excited for rookies. But the chance of of that second round that we went through those names, the chance of of most of those guys hitting is very very low. And you're in the third, so it's just getting worse from here. So why not take? A quarterback who you know is going to a first round quarterback, he's going to receive multiple years yep. from Bill Belichick to find out if he can be the guy. I think that this is a uh, this is a excellent strategy. Even if your quarterback situation is locked up, take take uh, Mac Jones in the third. Like Chuba, the next you got a few guys that can run like Chuba Hubbard, Kyle Trask, another quarterback project, uh, Deami Brown. Josh Palmer. There it is. That oh, Palmer's your Palmer guy. Palmer is a wide receiver. I am targeting big time. I love, I love the landing spot. Uh, the draft capital is there. I don't. I didn't really know. I didn't know who Josh Palmer was before the draft. I hadn't heard anybody talk about him. Uh, so the opportunity is definitely there. His. He, I think that his best season is like 470 receiving yards, though. Yeah, and all of I mean, them were he, on Patrick Sertain. Like that's what it yeah, seems like. So, he owns Patrick so Sertain's lunch money. <laughs> the uh, the the dude has no production profile, but he's a third round pick, and he has a franchise quarterback who will be throwing him the ball. So I'm I'm in on it. I, of the guys in this round to take a flyer on, he's the one I would have gone with. No, I I completely agree. Quarterbacks in the third and fourth round, even in a single quarterback league, is a great option to go, especially when they're first round picks. I I really like the pick, and you know you talked about Chuba. I I have a weird feeling that I have always in every rookie draft I've tried to target Chuba Hubbard, and for interesting for me it's I don't know if Carolina's worried about McCaffrey's injury. I know when he comes back, he's usually just full go starter, nobody else. 
But man, they've got to start thinking about, you know, he's on that second contract, big money. Start kind of taking that workload off him. Chuba is a home run hitter. He's he's fast. He's a one cut and go mm-hmm. type guy. He can catch the ball. He is going to be what I think Tony Pollard is to Zeke. And which is okay. fine with me. Cause I mean, Pollard you can flex start at points throughout the year. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Uh, Chuba though, I love the talent. I actually like the landing spot a lot. He's a former 2,000-yard rusher, big-time production. Injuries hampered him in 2020. I I mean, if you look at the the Devi industry, they were super high in Chuba, and last year people were saying Chuba could be a top-five pick in rookie drafts. So that right. I'm going to kind of follow that line. I really like Chuba in the third, and I've kind of gone down that road. I own a lot of shares. And you went through – I was s- bummed. I was bummed that Chuba fell to the fourth. He was because his the the production of the 2019 year is so outrageous. He on film isn't my favorite running back, but he has the skills that if if he had gone to the Jets in the oh, third, yeah. we people would have been real justifiably really excited. Yep, end of the first Chuba. round and pick. He, yeah, he probably jumps into the first if he would have gone to the Jets in the third. But here we are. He's a backup. Yeah, and and like. I, I was talking to somebody and they even said, you know, as a handcuff insurance. And like you guys mentioned on Thursday, you saw Mike Davis have major production as a backup. CMC, you know, if you have him, Chuba should be a major target for you because if you look Agreed. at that, if you look at that depth chart, Chuba should be the number two guy on that depth chart. Uh, yep. Diami Brown, I like the landing spot. Next year, they'll probably have a younger quarterback, uh, you know, 20 yards at. Uh, at the catch point last year in college. Um, and then Josh Palmer, like this next pick. I love Pat Fryermuth. Uh, I think that's Andy's team at three Oh six. No, no, it it's not. Andy did not have any picks in this draft. Oh, one, one of those people that doesn't like draft picks. <laughs> no, he, he does, but he sold out to get uh funny enough, Christian McCaffrey who then never played for him, oh. but he, Andy still ended up winning the championship. Yeah, I know he, uh, this, I, the reason why I like going over this dynasty league is because you guys mention it all the time on the podcast. And I love redraft centric podcasts that mention their dynasty league, their home leagues, because as much as people don't, you know, they say, Oh, I don't care about your, di-, I love hearing about your dynasty teams. Like that it is a oh, personal well, thing. You. I like it because I sit there and I see the the joy and the actual you guys back and forth the realness of you get like our fantasy league like how you guys started this podcast and that's oh, we we care yes we, we care a lot about winning and the i mean this year was brutal for me like i i thought my rebuild was uh, from coming into this year was going to be enough and i mean i was getting bad beats i had i had clyde and gibson and Chase Claypool, all I mean, I drafted all those guys and was playing them this year. I was just getting real bad beats, and my quarterback was killing me. Yeah, the, I had I think at least three times where the quarterback was the difference. My team put up huge points, but that was one of the off Kirk Cousins games or one of the off uh, Drew Lock games. Well, not that Lock had many on games. Uh, <laughs> I was just about to but, say that, but you beat me to it. <laughs> uh, but where it just it was devastating to see my quarterback go out there and put up ten points, and that would be the that was the reason I lost. But but now we're we're coming back, man, stronger than ever. My my rebuild is complete. My roster is extremely young. Uh, I think like Mike Evans is my 
elder statesman on, on this team now. Which is he's, a 28-year-old stud yeah, receiver. He's, he's, <laughs> yeah. He is not going away anytime soon. So I'm, I'm super pumped going into this year. Yeah, and, and it's just fun to see. You know, The rebuilds are fun. Um, for me, I've always had trouble rebuilding because in season, I always say, you know, screw it. I have a chance. I'm just going to try. And no, right. it, it's definitely tough to kind of swallow the losing, being competitive and a bunch of friends together like you were stating. Uh, we'll go through the picks quick and then we'll end. Uh, Tylen Wallace at 307. Eliza Mitchell at 308. Jason just getting the whole entire San Francisco backfield. Uh, yep. 309, Brevin Jordan. 310, Anthony Schwartz. 311, Tutu Atwell, and 312, Javian Hawkins. I love that pick, by the way. Okay. Well, the, the where uh, this league is run on ESPN, uh, and the ESPN cares about him so much that we had to put a different player in onto the roster because Javian Hawkins was still not in the <laughs> system. I, I, I honestly, Hawkins could be a winner as a UDFA. And for me, he's he's 200 pounds, like we talked about the smaller running backs. He's just an all-around decent running back. He's not going to awe you. He's not going to be a, a every-down type back. But if he can get some carries, I think he's going to surprise people. Very quick and fast type guy, but not much power there. But, yeah, thanks, Mike. I just want to appreciate you for coming on again. You got it. Uh, this has been fun. I, I miss doing this. The the recap of your guys' draft. I hear you guys talking about it. And I said, I have to I have to get deeper into this draft. I need to know. We did it. We made it happen. I love it. Uh, I appreciate you for coming on. Why don't you give the people a little info about, about you before you leave and uh about something right. that you guys have available on your on your website. Sure. Uh, you can follow me on socials at FF Hitman. That's both IG and Twitter. And then check out the Ultimate Draft Kit. Uh, it, we, it's gonna be it's bigger and badder than ever, and just like we do every single year. The app is getting a full facelift, and the the most exciting thing for me is the the addition of the UDK Plus, which gives you access to our DFS stuff and the brand new Dynasty Pass, which was the the Dynasty Pass was my baby this off season of. Uh, cranking that thing, building it from scratch from uh, from December through January. Uh, I mean, it's it, re- it just received its third and final massive update, but all the rookie rankings, dynasty start rankings, you hear people talk a lot about production profiles and models. We, sh- we actually show them to you so you can go in there and see. Like, you can find the next James Robinson. That, th- this is how you find those guys is all of a sudden an undrafted player is getting some buzz, Go check out their production profile and say, is this player worth the ad? Because James Robinson's profile said he is definitely worth uh, worth the ad. You know, risers and followers, all, all the good stuff. I've, I'll, I'll cut it off there. But I'm very, very proud of what the Dynasty Pass has become. And, of course, the draft kit, the UDK, is it's a, it's a, it's a solid tool for heading into the draft season. Solid is an understatement. It has definitely carried me to two straight championships in my only redraft my league. So I am a proud member of hashtag foot clan title winner. Yes. And uh, I appreciate you for coming on. I appreciate everything you do for the community. You guys are great. You guys bring humor to life. And uh, without that podcast, I don't think I would laugh as much as I do. So thank you. Ah, Appreciate it, man. Thank you. Uh, And until next week, happy mother's day, everybody Uh, to all the mothers, all the wonderful mothers. I, 
I'm excited to make breakfast for mine, my wife, and uh, give my mom a call. But yes, uh, have a good week, and we'll see you next week. Bye.